we all, none of us really know. <laughs> none of us I know. really know. I know. No, I, I know. I know. Perfect timing, Keith. Keith, what's up? Your favorite movie of all time. F9. Oh, good. other choice than remember the titans being number one i'm curious <laughs> i'm spoiling oh. mine but well let's let's see here we go yeah that's a good you mean, i'm not even on top <laughs> you shouldn't be talking at this point <laughs> what's going on everybody welcome to apocaflix now if it's your first time viewing and welcome back if you joined us before this is our movie hangout show where we do a bunch of cool movie related stuff i am your host this evening, Jacob Bartley. And no, that is not Jake Berlin in your bottom left hand or right hand corner. Uh, we'll introduce our special guest here in a second. I'm going to introduce Gio Ramos first. How you doing, Gio? Good. Actually, I'm tired. I've worked 10 okay. of the last 11 days and uh, I'm here and I'm caffeined up. So let's do this. Nice, nice. You got your cup of caffeine. I got my cup of I won't say what's in here. Uh, we're, we're all doing good. Uh, Brian Avalasino, how you doing, man? I'm a nervous wreck. I missed you last wreck. week. Yes. Oh, my God. Parent-teacher conferences. I'll trade you any day. Uh, <laughs> nervous wreck. Playoffs for baseball is happening, Ooh, as you can yeah. see. Red Sox. Boo, I always think you're that. you're an A's fan, Brian, but I forget you're. I don't mind fan. the A's, yeah. but uh, no, they're playing the Yankees right now, and I won't say more because I'll jinx <laughs> I'm so, surprised you're uh, didn't like take the night off. Multi-watching, so yes, awesome. Um, and of course, we have. Sean Wingblade in the house. You might have seen him on the Schmodown here and there. Um, he also has his own thing watching with Wingblade, and he appears on Jesse Swift's Flick, Flick and Reel. Uh, Sean, how you doing, man? Thanks for joining What's us. Up? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Uh, appreciate being invited on. And yes, I'm watching the game right above the screen as well. So if you keep mm -hmm. seeing me, <laughs> look up. But of I course, I mean, being from Sacramento, we are Giants fans through yes. and through. As all things, as you should. As be. am I right here. You can see my flag right here. Very exciting stuff. Uh, that's a discussion for another day. <laughs> Different here. Um, I can't wait till you guys go out first round. No. Uh, don't. <laughs> Boo. Boo you. I just don't want to play the Dodgers. I really don't. But um, yeah, like I said, we could talk about that all day another time. Uh, if you've joined us here before, you know, the first thing we usually do, do here is the movie watching challenge. And I'm failing because I haven't found a logo and I told Brian not to do it so I can do it. And oh, there we go. There you go. Um, there we go. And if you don't know what this is, um, every week one of us gets challenged to watch a movie that we have never seen before. We recently switched up the way we do it. We're now doing direct challenges where somebody picks the direct person and exactly what movie they want them to watch. Uh, Gio, you were challenged to watch Cape Fear last week. You haven't got around to it yet which happens around here. It's We only have one week and we're all busy, so no worries. Um, you're not the first one to do that. Um, but we will have a separate video for Cape Fear 
up um, later this week. But nonetheless, we have to continue the cycle, Gio. So you have chosen a new person and what movie you want them to watch. So who might that be? Brian. Oh. You are challenged, sir. And, if I'm uh, challenged, then Jacob, you have to push the button because I haven't looked yet. Oh, okay, okay. Okay. And this movie is from a director who has a movie coming out in two weeks. The movie I've chosen for you is Denny Villeneuve's Prisoners, starring Hugh Jackman, Jake Gyllenhaal, and Terrence Howard. Interesting. I know nothing about this movie. Oh, my God. And you're missing a important cast member geo he's playing paul the riddler dano. in the yes paul dano, paul dano who's and incredible David in that Dasmachian. movie yes uh wow brian you haven't seen prisoners i don't even know anything about it i might join you in that i've never seen prisoners either yeah I, 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 I haven't avoided I, it just hasn't come across the radar i yeah, it's, gotta watch prisoners. i'm just surprised because denny villeneuve like he's blown up by now yeah. like and he only has a few movies he this is a messed up movie. This movie might ruin you, but it's <laughs> worth a watch. Hmm. I'm excited. I yeah, I have no clue any idea of what this is about. I'm assuming prisoners. Uh <laughs> other than that, that's about not as much in the way you think. It's not about for like literal prisoners in the way you then think, but I have no idea then because yeah. I yeah gonna be interesting that i like i want to watch brian watch that movie (laughs) like it's gonna like it's such a weird it's a weird movie but it's like it's not up brian's alley i went last challenge was um oh crap i'm drawing a blank the magician movie oh yeah proceed yeah i'm getting all these p movies apparently mm-hmm. all the best movies start with the letter starring p. hugh jackman starring hugh jackman yeah exactly. yeah so <laughs> wait is hugh jackman in this one too yeah. oh yeah, wow i elite. just realized yeah. that too yeah perfect Bring there it we on. go from now on only hugh jackman movies and only movies that start with a p that's mm-hmm. that's what we got to do for brian that's not true star drew you are right i did get gone girl so oh uh, that's right wow you're you're challenged a lot which is fitting i'm the most fun to challenge because i haven't a Rolodex of movies. <laughs> That's yes, that so, is very true. I'm excited. Sweet. Awesome. Yeah, I'm actually really curious to hear Brian's thoughts on that movie. So uh check back next week and he'll go ahead and review it for us. Um, all right, so let's get into a couple. I guess they're not news topics, they're some teaser trailers for some upcoming HBO Max series and some very exciting stuff going on here. So, first up. We got the Peacemaker series, which is the spinoff from James Gunn, The Suicide Squad. And apparently they released a teaser clip recently. And Gio, you were saying, can you give us a little bit more info on why HBO is releasing these clips now? So HBO Max finally debuted in Europe. And uh, they had a whole presentation online of uh, their content. And they decided to drop some uh, teasers, clips for their highly anticipated upcoming uh, um, shows on the streaming service in 2022. 
Um, so that's what's going on. Nice. Yeah, I think I think that's important to know because even before we started the show, I was asking Gio, hey, what's the deal? Why are they releasing uh, all this stuff? So so that's good to know. But I'll go back to you, Gio. Um, you're a big DC enthusiast. I'm, I'm not sure what Sean Wingblade's stance is on the DCEU or DC properties in general. Yes, but Superman. it looks like he's a big fan <laughs> of that stuff. Um, but I'll still shoot to you first, Gio. Um, the, this Peacemaker teaser, no action or nothing like that, just a little taste of what we might get to see in the series. What would you think of it? Yeah, I mean, if you saw the Suicide Squad, then you knew what was happening in this diner. But those of you who hadn't seen the Suicide Squad are probably like, who is this Peacemaker? <laughs> And who are the others sitting at the dining at the diner table? Now, two of them are Amanda Waller's assistants, um, the standouts for me. Um, I actually enjoy them in those roles. And it looks they're like hilarious. they're going to mm. be more front and center in this series as well. Um, I had questions about this before the Suicide Squad. You know, what exactly are they going to do with a character like Peacemaker and John Cena? I mean, the it's just still surprising how quickly uh, Warner brothers greenlit this project. Uh, Meanwhile, we're finally getting the flash movie next year. Um, That's just interesting and funny. But yeah, I mean, I, I enjoyed what I saw. I know what I'm getting as far as John Cena as the peacemaker. He is somebody who's having so much fun playing the character. He's so humble and he was pretty damn good in the Suicide Squad. One of the standouts for me. And um, yeah, James Gunn directing five of the eight episodes, um, all written by him, or at the very wow. least co-written. And uh, it's one of those reasons why you have HBO Max. It's for content like this. And they are expanding these movies, this universe, and giving side characters, lesser known characters, a a um an opportunity to be fleshed out on you know these you know shows so yeah looking forward to it we'll definitely see more next saturday and uh looking forward to that yeah it was a pretty short clip but definitely gives us uh just a little bit of the tone what we could be expecting sean uh i'm guessing you are a big dc fan so uh i'm curious did you like the suicide squad and peacemaker in it and what'd you think about this clip Yes, and yes, and I enjoyed it. It was short and sweet to the point, yeah. and you get more of the same flavor and, and a comedic genius, I suppose, that James Gunn brought to the Suicide Squad. I'm about to be interrupted right here. <laughs> I heard the door open. Um, and you see the same, uh, like, ball-busting comedy um, that we got from those same characters inside the office. Even though we didn't see them very much, they weren't obviously a central part of the movie. Um, but there was a lot of where is this movie going to be featured? Is it a prequel? Is it a sequel? Is it somewhere in between? Mm-hmm. And so if you haven't seen the movie, I guess, you know, we're kind of spoiling it. The teaser itself spoils it. If you've seen it, um, you know, it happens, you know, when it happens. Um, but I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. More th- I love this brand of comedy. And so I'm all for it. And, you know, they were just relentlessly shitting on him the whole time. And it was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I I honestly thought, like, because this character's 
crazy, which we saw in the movie. I thought he was just going to get up and kill all of them. Like, yeah, right. I, like, honestly, because that's how unpredictable he is. Like, who uh -huh. knows what he's thinking? And I don't think it's a spoiler. Uh, can you guys help inform me? Do we know when this takes place? Is it afterwards? Yes. It is yes. afterwards? Okay. Yeah, I don't yeah. think that's a spoiler. Yes. If people haven't watched The Suicide Squad by now, then they don't want to. Right. Um Brian, did you have any different thoughts on this? Did it maybe not work for you or did it? No, I, I'm I'm for it. Um, I have a feeling I'll probably end up liking this better than Suicide Squad movie just because it's like, I don't know. He was a hilarious part. There's not too much going on. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying not... I think I hyped myself up for Suicide Squad too much that mm -hmm. it killed Suicide Squad a little bit for me. Yeah, you weren't like super excited coming out of the theater. I remember. No. Um, in my theater being my couch. Um, oh, wait, no. No, we, we saw, went to the theater. We went to the movie. Right, so I, watched I watched it, it again. together. I, somehow I was waiting outside of your door. Brian, I watched you think? it again. <laughs> I tried watching it again. That's why. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm. I'm trying to stay a little bit more subdued with this one. He was hilarious in like easily one of the best parts of the movie. So I'm curious how they can uh, do this. And honestly, I think this is something that DC should be doing is if they're going to explore characters that are not big enough to have a standalone movie, why not do it this way? Like, I mean, I think DC has a, a plethora of not your namesake characters such as Superman and Batman and Green Lantern and Flash that you can do things like this. And like, it shouldn't be that difficult that you can maybe then integrate into a movie. Um, I mean, not every character needs to start out with the solo movie. I'm not saying thank you what? No, thank you for saying that. Oh <laughs> yeah, no, I don't. I mean, look at like, I, I don't want to compare uh, Marvel, but like Dude. you can grab a character like Moon Knight, who is not a namesake right now, give him a TV show, make people interested in him. And then you throw them into the movies. I think this, this is, something that if successful dc will probably start looking at and going okay well we should do it this way and i'm hoping that's what they do because they like i said they don't have uh or they do have a lot of the not batman supermans so why not so i'm hoping i'm hoping it's success because then it kind of starts something new and it looks yeah. hilarious and so. i mean we're getting the the movies too the the blue beetle and the um and the Batgirl, Batgirl movie. Yeah, so movie. they're already yeah. showing us they're willing to do like movies with these characters on HBO Max. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Overall, I, I like this teaser. Like I enjoyed watching this clip, but I was a little like underwhelmed because look, this character, they made him a comedic character in the movie, but also he's a very action oriented character. And we didn't see any action in this clip. I wish they would have cut away and showed like, 10 seconds of him just whooping ass real quick or something like uh, how they do that a lot in trailers where they show people talking and they cut away and show like an action scene. I, this character is 
is an action character. So I would have liked to see a little bit of action, to be honest. Have there been Next announcements? <laughs> have there been announcements about the uh, antagonist of the series or who he's oh, going up against and fighting? I mean, I mean, oh, kind of God. I mean, wow. he's kind uh, there of was, there I, was there um, was Gun put out a cast list, I think, uh, like a week ago, maybe. I can't yeah, remember who was who on is so. it. Give me a second. I, and don't get me wrong. I know there's going to be action in the series. There, yeah, there definitely is. Um, I think they should just go into that a little bit more in the marketing. And I think they will. I think Gio's right. Um, when we see them expand on the marketing a little bit more, then we'll definitely um, see some more of that. <laughs> And you know Cena can do it and do the, all the physicality. His he had that great For fight sure, scene yeah. and and uh, in the movie, and it looked really good. Uh, obviously, his wrestling background oh, yeah. doesn't hurt, and I think that this type of comedy too is playing to his strengths. For of, sure, uh, yeah. of an actor and and kind of like that awkward goody yeah. two shoes with obviously a dark tinge yeah. to <laughs> to his motivations and his sense of humor. Yeah. Yeah, and you know what? That that brings up a good point. You have to surround him with a cast that can like play to his strengths and mm -hmm. those characters, I don't know what their roles are necessarily, but they were they were working with Amanda Waller in the movie and they're a good fit to go with the peacemaker character, I think. Yeah, like they sure. can kind of uh he can kind of bounce off them, which is pretty cool. Uh Gio, did you have any more info for us on that? Uh, I'm, I'm looking it, no worries if, rumor and I, yeah I if you find if you remember just let us know um awesome what? so i think we're all excited for the show know, next weekend he'll let you know everything <laughs> <laughs> next saturday absolutely absolutely um so we have another this coming uh, saturday oh, sorry yeah it's uh it's next saturday right like two saturdays from now uh the 16th so, oh okay. yeah 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 um, we do have another HBO property to talk about, and that is the teaser for House of the Dragon. And this is the Game of Thrones spinoff series taking place about 200 years um, from the uh, series that we all watched and loved. And I Four. look, I freaking <laughs> look, I watched the Peacemaker clip first. And I was like, oh, that was cool. That was funny. And then I watched this and I was just like freaking my hairs on my arm standing up. I. I'm not the biggest Game of Thrones fan in the world. I'm not the most knowledgeable Game of Thrones fan in the world, but I love Game of Thrones. And I've been missing something since Game of Thrones ended, honestly. Like I, like, I love Mandalorian. I love these other shows. But I don't think in this modern era, um, I don't think anything has come close to, like, the, the kind of uh, following that Game of Thrones had where, like, it's an event. People are meeting up, you know, have meeting up, having potlucks, having dinners, like around watching just an episode of TV. I don't think this series is going to reach that, that those heights, but I love this. I love seeing this. I love dragons just in general. So I, I know we're going to get some, I mean, unless I'm mistaken, are the dragons still alive, right? During yeah. this time. Oh yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's anybody else? Their, that's how they got their power was yeah. through the dragons. Yeah. So I'm, Look, it was a teaser, didn't show much, but I'm just excited to see this again. See see the fighting, the knights, the, the dragons, the the blonde hair with the Targaryens. It's it's exciting. Uh, Sean, are you a Game of Thrones fan? Yes, yeah, I'm a fan. And I didn't hate the last season as much as the whole internet did. I didn't hate it. It just wasn't it was my fine. favorite season. I wasn't a huge book person, so maybe I didn't I didn't um 
I wasn't as attached to, oh, this happened, that yeah, happened, etc. I was just yeah. going along with the, the series. Um, I liked it a lot. It was it was fun. It showed the action that we're used to with the sword battles and stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Showed the intrigue and maybe some backstabbing, some you know, a lot of political machinations, which is a lot yes. of before before it got into the supernatural part of the Game of Thrones. That's what the first three seasons was really about. No, gore Thrones. and politics. Yes. That's it. Yes. And movies. And boobs. New, I was going to say nudity too. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm sure we'll see more of that too. And and you see uh, you see Matt Smith uh, rocking the blonde and, and a lot of other a lot of other ca- colorful looks characters. So good. It looks good. Yeah, it's, Matt it's, Smith fits this world so well. Yes. It's, all, it's always tough with a prequel. They have a lot to live up to because you know where the story is going to end up. And it's obviously so publicized within the story of Game of Thrones that you know that the downfall of the, of the Targaryens. So how do we get there? And are we going to actually, can they make us care about these characters that we know are all just going to die and, and or become pieces of shit or, you know, backstab each other? So that's, that's, that's the challenge of the show. And I hope they live up to it because I'm still excited to watch. Absolutely. Uh, Brian, what do you think, man? Are you excited? Yeah, uh, I'm excited. Uh Love me some dragons, so that's always a good thing. Uh, I, I, I love Matt Smith. He is such a just good. I, I mean, I'm assuming his character is an a hole because he plays an a hole. Just that like, face he's making, is on. Just yeah, perfect. Um, I, I, I mean, the Targaryens were next to the Starks as the like the people you wanted to know the most about and i guess the lannisters there just wasn't a lot of targaryens around in the exactly there was series right yeah yeah two and one dies after like first isn't that in season one yeah he dies yeah in like episode four yeah so i mean one of the most epic deaths in the whole series yeah his crown he got his crown yeah so i mean (laughs) We didn't really get much Targaryens, and you're 100% right that there hasn't really been that like event-type show. And I'm curious to see how this plays out if if the ending of season of season eight hurts or helps it. Because like, in my I'm wondering, well, if season eight, the season finale or series finale. Um, was like the greatest thing ever. Would this hurt this one's chances because people are going to be comparing it like it needs to be on the same par? Or since it was not so much loved, are people going to be like, oh, this is really good right off the bat? Because, I mean, the last time you got it, people were like, eh, whatever. Or is it going to be like... I? Season eight ruined it for me. I'm, I don't really care. Lowered Sorry. expectations can help a lot when you're trying to I, venture into a new direction. I think so too. So that's why I'm I'm kind of excited to see. I mean, if if they come out swinging, like uh, people are gonna jump right back on this train. Oh yeah. So I'm excited. I'm curious to see where it goes. And um, yeah. I, yeah, I don't remember the exact numbers, but I, once Game of Thrones ended, the HBO subscriptions like went. I think they like oh, cut yeah. in half or something. It was like right. the most pirated thing of like yeah. all time, and it, I mean, 
people were desperate to find ways to watch it without yeah and then and well <laughs> even but the actual paying subscribers like went yeah. down a lot so i think along with all the other stuff they're doing the dc stuff and like moving harley quinn and doom patrol onto hbo max those type of things and then bringing the game of thrones series back or at least a spinoff is going to help hbo max for sure geo you're also a game of thrones fan how'd you feel about this teaser man uh, I liked it for a lot of the reasons that you guys stated. Um, I didn't know Olivia Cook was in this uh, series as oh, well. Oh yeah, she was um, cast pretty early on. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, that's that's great. And um, I'm curious just how many seasons they're going to give us because you know they're going to do a couple more after this. I don't think this downfall happens in just one season. Um, at least four or five, I would say. Four or five, at least. Yeah, they'll we'll, melt, they'll melt this cow as long as they can. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, and like you guys said, you know, while the last season of Game of Thrones may not have been as strong as the previous ones, especially seven, in my opinion, um, people are, are definitely going to watch this, but they're going to kind of get a feel for it. You know, like, what are these first episodes, couple episodes going to be like? And if you start off with uh, a lot of dragons, then boom, there you go. <laughs> you've got everyone's attention so uh yeah hopefully george r r martin finishes his book before <laughs> this crazy. ends but we'll see about that and uh i'll definitely be watching this for sure absolutely i i can't wait when is the does anybody know the release date of this i i can't wait 2022 <laughs> it says yeah so i was long. looking at the cast list there's not at least on the the known cast list there's not a ton of well-known names Graham McTavish is in there. He's always fun. Matt Smith, Olivia Cook, you mentioned. January 1st. Rise Iphons. January 1st? There's no way this is coming out January 1st. So everyone's going to be watching it hungover? <laughs> right. <laughs> hey, <laughs> while you're be... laying on the couch. Yeah, tune exactly. on in. Is that is it first a Sunday? It's it must a Monday. be, right? No, it's a Monday. Interesting. I'm pretty sure. Oh. Wait, I could no. be wrong. I th we'll yeah, see. I'm pretty sure the first... Uh, the it first must is be a, a Sunday, right? First is a Saturday. Saturday. Oh, okay, so that's definitely not right. There's no way they're dropping this on a Saturday. No Why way. Why on the first, probably not. Because there's no look, way. It comes out around what seven p.m. or six p.m. When was the last know. time you ever saw something released on a Saturday? Well, also that's New Year's Day or New Year's, yeah, day. So I don't know. Yeah, day. There's so, no we'll way. See. Maybe the second. Because it's a Sunday, but there's yeah, no way. Nick, you're just like a two-day hangover. Like two just... worst days to drop stuff: Fridays and Saturdays. There's no way. They're well, I mean, we on we don't know, but it would make sense for them. It used to air on Sundays at I forget, it was either five, six, or seven p.m. So I would imagine they would go to that again, unless there's another show that airs at that time. So, so we'll see. Uh, Geo, when does Peacemaker come out? Do we know? January as well. Uh, I think it was yeah, ended this year. I thought it said what about, November, what December. Like? <laughs> I we thought you were the DC expert, Geo. All this soon. January. It says January 2022 for Peacemaker. Wow. So we'll get, hmm. hope maybe we'll get both around the same time. There's no way they would play on both at the same time, though. They wouldn't, well, not unless like, they're doing opposite days, because uh, Game of Thrones owned Sunday nights. No, for sure. I meant, yeah, so, I definitely think it would be different days of the like week. A, like a Thursday, Friday, and a Sunday type of thing. 
Yeah, I'm also curious to see if they drop this competing with football. Because if they're going to drop this Sunday night, mm. it's Saturday. So, hey, maybe Gio's right. Maybe it is Saturdays because the NFL is actually extended. So it's going to a week. Mm. So you'll have football all the way until like mid-February. So I think that maybe Gio's right. Maybe they want to avoid it. That's, hey, maybe it'll be Saturdays. We'll see. Um, see. I'll be chilling on my couch uh, watching House of Dragon. Well, and if it's it's HBO Max too – if they're just dropping it at midnight and they don't have a release time like they would on HBO, that's show a good point. Channel. This is the since Game of Thrones ended, it would HBO was a cable thing, right? And they right. eventually added HBO Now and Go or whatever, right? And mm-hmm. you could watch them, but it it was like premiering at a time, yeah. right? So if it's, I have a feeling because HBO Max is a streaming service, so does it come out midnight on like Friday night midnight going into Saturday? That's that is a great event. point. To bring up uh we'll see i mean i i'll probably be waiting up until midnight then maybe they're getting ahead of it and yeah. well yeah it's gonna we'll see we'll find out we'll find they're, out they're not gauging their numbers like a netflix or a disney plus or they're not gauging point. their numbers of prime time viewing they're just like who watched it within the first 24 hours to 72 yeah. hours that's they want they got the whole weekend they don't just need the one one hour time slot they got time yeah Awesome. Well, yeah, we'll see. We're excited for both these shows, uh, and we'll definitely be covering them both uh, once they come out. So, so stay tuned. Um, for those of you who joined us to talk about Venom, we are going to get to that in a minute here. But really quick, we do want to plug a review that we have coming out uh, tomorrow morning. So Keith and I have seen, and Brian, if you can get the clip uh, queued up for us, Keith and I watched the mini Saints of Newark. If you've been watching our channel you know that Keith and I are big Sopranos fans, and this is a Sopranos prequel film that has finally came out, and our full spoiler review is going to be coming out tomorrow morning. We're going to play a short clip of that for you right now. And the movie follows Dickie Montesanti, and he's the main character, and I think the marketing may have not made that clear for everybody, but that's who the movie focuses on. And if they just made a movie about this guy and it wasn't Sopranos connected, I would have still enjoyed this movie because it's fresh. It's something that we don't get a lot of these days. And then you throw on top that it's involved in the Sopranos world. It's connected to all these things that we learned about in the show. And you and I were just talking about even more than we even thought originally. Yeah. And you, and you're showing these characters that we're familiar with while obviously having the main guy, Tony Soprano, actually be maybe a top two or three main character in this movie i think it worked man as far as keeping it in the world but also giving us something new absolutely absolutely we think we get the seeds of that relationship that he had with his uncle uncle dickie yeah, so if you can check out that full spoiler review uh, t- tomorrow morning on the Apocalypse YouTube channel. Also, Keith and I, um, we're going to be doing a live in-depth spoiler discussion. If there's any other Sopranos fans out there, anybody who wants to talk about this movie live with us, tomorrow night, Wednesday at 8.30 p.m. on the Barley and Barnes YouTube, YouTube channel, we are going to do a full spoiler discussion. So come join us or tell your friends if they're a big Soprano fan fans it's gonna be fun come join us so 
Alrighty, so we're here to talk about Venom 2. Venom, Let There Be Carnage, the Sony Marvel Spider-Verse film that some people were looking forward to, some people maybe were not. I definitely was looking forward to it because I love all comic book movies. All right, I'm excited. I want all comic book movies to be good. Um, yeah, so we're for, just going to dive in. I was the soundtrack. Venom, Venom, Venom. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> he actually, he did do a song. Eminem did do a song I, I for, the, I think he did, for the soundtrack, yeah. <laughs> but probably not as good as that Venom song, <laughs> which I actually liked. Uh, so we're going to get into it. We're going to talk full spoiler reviews on Venom, Let There Be Carnage, and then we're going to talk about the future of the character, which if you saw that mid credit scene, you know, could be hinting towards some big things. And everybody here has seen Venom, right? I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Yes, awesome. So let's get into it. I mean, let's you know open the floodgates. What do you guys want to talk about? Venom, let there be carnage. This was the perfect was length fun. movie. Oh, perfect I, length movie. That's the best thing you can say. I, it, no, I'm just going to go for that right off the bat. I know people immediately were like an hour and a half. Like an hour and a half for a comic book movie any longer in this movie would have been like, Oh my God, like stop. This was the longest 90 minute movie I think I've ever seen. That's really? yeah, that's just how I felt sitting there. Like, yes. And I, and I knew the runtime. So I was like, wow, this is, I feel like I've been here for two hours already. Oh, Hey, we finally meet carnage. Like I'm like we've already we've been here for so long. Not to, I did I would give it a mild thumbs up. Like if you enjoyed the first movie, you will enjoy this movie. It's just more of the same. So maybe that because I was watching the first movie earlier in the day to kind of rem- remind myself. So maybe that's why I felt like it dragged on. Uh, but it 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 was just more of the same, and they, I felt like they didn't do anything too different with. Even though it was a completely different director, we had Andy Circus directing it. It what it didn't it didn't feel like an Andy Circus movie. It felt exactly like the first movie. Um, granted, Andy Circus doesn't have a lot of filmography. He hasn't directed yeah. a ton. So, what does his movies feel like? It's not like he's Michael Bay or you know James Cameron, where you know it's a it's better movie type of thing. So, I don't know where I'm going with that. But overall, mild thumbs up. I enjoyed the first one enough that I'll enjoy this one, but it's not something I'm rushing back to see. I think you bring up a good point because at least us here at Apocalypse, when we watched the first movie, I remember we did our review and we were like, there's some promise there with the, especially with the relationship between Eddie and Mm -hmm. Venom. And we were like, if they get a new director in and do something different and build upon the first movie, but maybe do it better then they could have something pretty good. And just the fact that they got a different director, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's Andy Circus or not, was a good sign. But I agree with you that it, it they didn't improve upon the problems from the first mm-hmm. one, right? In my opinion, uh, Geo, did uh, your general thoughts? Did you like the movie? Hated it? What'd you think? So, if I could go back and talk to my past self a week ago, <laughs> and I would say, A. Go to the box office, take the ticket, and trade it for Shang Chi because you still haven't seen Shang Chi yet. And you still haven't. Oh my god! I have not, and I wish I watched that instead of this. It just 
I did not enjoy this movie. Um, my first red flag was the fact that it was going to be PG-13, which means they were going to water down a lot of stuff. And when you have a director like Andy Serkis, it kind of defeats the purpose because I feel like Andy Serkis, in this movie, it felt like it, it looked like he really wanted to go in certain places, but he just couldn't because Sony wanted the PG-13 rating which for myself doesn't make sense. I mean, you have Venom, you have Carnage, you saw the success of Joker, you saw the success of Logan, you saw the success of Deadpool. It's like, don't be afraid. Take that chance. But They can't. They can't with Venom. Venom trapped itself into being funny enough for kids. I think that's what they... I honestly think because this movie is basically a comedy right like it's pg-13 deadpool it's Mm -hmm. basically a comedy and i think they think that like they can connect with like families can go watch venom you know what i mean i think that's what they think and it's like and not to cut you off geo but i i agree with you that i normally i don't think oh every comic book movie has to be rated r that makes them better i don't think that but i think this movie specifically Mm -hmm it would have been a better fit for. Why? Because you have Cletus Cassidy as the villain. Yes. You have a movie. serial killer and two symbiotes that eat brains. Exactly. Like the whole and movie was about that. <laughs> it's, and I actually, I didn't love them. I, I barely liked the movie, but I actually enjoyed Cletus Cassidy in this movie. I really did. And I thought if they could have gone a little bit further. because you, you enjoyed that. Woody Harrelson being a good actor. Yeah. True. That's true. Uh, That's what I found myself. And and I'll just say, because that ties into how I feel, is like when I was watching the movie, and sadly, while I do still like the Venom and Eddie relationship, they were just going too far with the comedy. So every time they were on screen together, I was like annoyed. But then when they would switch to Cletus and what was going on with him and Shriek, I liked that stuff. I actually liked their storyline. And I just feel like, their storyline needed to be rated R for this. Their storyline had structure. That's why. And that it did. And I liked it. I liked the connectivity, the, the younger versions of them. And I actually it, liked Naomi Harris in the role. I thought she was great. And so I, I enjoyed that part of it and it could have been better, but the, the part that doesn't work for me is like Venom coming out and talking to Eddie and just all that stuff. It's just, like, I liked their relationship more in the first movie, to be honest. Oh, really? See, now I liked it better in this one. I think because this one, I knew to ex- expect the nonsense. True. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think what this movie did is played into... I think this movie played into the fact that it knew it wasn't a good, like, one of those, like, quality MCU movies. It knew, I think... I think they've realized Venom's not, at least the way they're doing it, it's not going to be this like amazing groundbreaking movie or even like top tier, like because it felt at times like the movie was making fun of itself and its characters, which kind of sucks because Venom is like could be like easily one of the most popular <laughs> characters if done right. Um, but I think for me, I knew what to expect coming from the first movie and this movie just did the exact same thing without 
like trying to be that serious like it was like how the first one was marketed like it knew it was going to be ridiculous <laughs> yeah and it kind of just played into it hmm. that's i think kind of that, a good point i think yeah. that kind of helped me listen i'm not saying this is a great movie i'm telling people to go out and see it but i just found myself like rolling my eyes like chuckling at certain things because i knew it was going to be ridiculous i wasn't there was no part in this movie where i was like busting out laughing but i it, like there were multiple times where i was just like <laughs> like that like knowing it was rid like ridiculous because like i said sony is trying is clearly trying to make venom their deadpool but enough that everyone can see it like it's not rated r like he like wing blade said like so that the kids can be taken mm -hmm. to it with their parents uh because i mean carnage is one of the most like violent villains in like comic books in marvel's rolodex at least and i mean the most crazy thing he did was stick his tongue down the yeah, car. Yeah, that's the most violent. I'm and surprised so they even crazy. showed that. I'm surprised they even showed that. But yeah. for the other parts, he's just throwing people against the wall. And it's mm -hmm. like, yeah. yeah, I'm sure they died when he threw them against the wall. Right. But it's not violent enough to, like, make this care. Like, I wanted to be scared of, of Carnage watching the movie. And I, and I wasn't. No. Um, well, and so, to, jump, to speak to Brian's point and to jump back to Game of Thrones earlier uh lowered expectations right <laughs> so yeah. if you maybe that's why there's a slightly more positive tinge to this one just because you knew what the first one was and this one wasn't gonna and it happen. also helped that i had a free movie credit so i walked out of yeah. here knowing i didn't pay for it so oh i I, I saw it in 3d i forgot and uh oh, not, worth, not worth the extra cost i don't think there was anything too crazy I, but i only spent because i had a free movie credit from Cinemark, shout out to Cinemark. Yeah. Uh, it only cost me three bucks, so I'm good with that. <laughs> nice. I, I mean, Venom should be a cool movie to see in 3D, but it doesn't sound like it added anything for you. I just, yeah, I don't, I don't think there was nothing. There was no standout. I feel like that, yeah. that, I, that it's at least nothing that's sticking in my head. So yeah, for sure. And if anybody's wondering, we're definitely going to talk about that uh, mid credit scene and what <laughs> it could mean. Go for and, it. I mean, we could if you guys want, but I just think. Look, we have some time here, and I think, is there anything in the movie itself that you guys want to talk about? Uh, I know it's weird because it kind of like got erased, but what was her name? Uh, is her name uh, Mrs. Sharif? Chen from No oh, from the, the, the liquor store? The, the, yeah, yeah. She, was, she was. She might have been my favorite part of the movie. Mrs. Chen. <laughs> yes. I like. I liked every time Venom was in someone else, uh -huh. which is funny because that's like the opposite of what you should. I loved. Um, Annie's relationship scene? with oh. Venom. <laughs> yeah, that was, yeah, that was like, good. He I likes liked her more than me. Yeah. Like he seems Venom likes her more than Eddie. And like yeah. <laughs> she likes Venom. And it just like and I love how they just they had to like look at we're making her uh, girl Venom again for mm. the five seconds like we did in the first <laughs> movie. Like that part was clearly like put in there um just to do it she had so much more uh not i don't want to say she had more to do in this movie i felt like she was miscast in the first movie she was just so 
bland in the role. Like it was like maybe she didn't realize what she was signing up for or something. But in this one, she got like I feel like she had more fun with it, especially yeah. in the scene with Miss Chen where she's trying yes. to get Venom out of her. And she just great. like she was like just asserting her force and actually just yeah. going for it. I mm. I uh, appreciated that extra aggression in her acting style, at least for that moment. Um, so I like I like Michelle Williams in this in the sequel way more than I liked her in the first one for sure. I think that's another one where it was like she now realizes this movie was not like the serious MCU. Yeah. Right so she had stuff. fun with it, right? So yeah. this time it was much more relaxed and just like whatever type thing. Cause her character was not like a super serious. Yeah. Broken hearted. Like she was jo- making jokes and cracking like quibs here and there and stuff. So I think, like I said, I think they, <laughs> the actors realize that this isn't a serious comic book movie. Yes. My favorite part might be the comedy between Venom and uh, Dr. Dan. Dan, Yes. Yes. So I was going to say this dude, just like, what did I get myself into? But I'm along for the ride. Let's do it. Let's. I love (laughs) that. He has no idea what's happening. I love what they did with that character because what they normally do in these type of movies with those characters is they either kill them off or they, they make them like, look like a fool or they make like, make them be an a-hole or something. Right. He's actually a nice guy. And he actually goes there and lights carnage on fire. Right. And I'm like, that's, that takes balls. Like I wouldn't like, I probably wouldn't be, be there doing that. Like, <laughs> so I, I love when they do that. Cause they easily could have made him like be a douchey guy or something, mm-hmm. but he was actually a cool guy who who had a lot of courage. So that was a, another positive for sure. Uh, Geo, did you have? I know you borderline disliked this movie, hated it. Um, was there anything else in the movie itself that stood out to you that you maybe liked or disliked? Say one nice thing about it. Yeah. <laughs> um... <laughs> Normally we're searching for negatives, but for Geo, we're searching for one positive. <laughs> I thought Carnage looked pretty cool. Yeah. Um, the CG, you know, the graphics. The, and, the graphics, the and whole that... spikes, you know, the like mm-hmm. tails. I think I read somewhere Andy Serkis was like, or one of the VFX designers was like modeling Carnage after like a scorpion and how a scorpion stinger oh, would attack. Oh, that's cool. Okay. And, Did you uh, hear I that thought... they that they finished the VF? VFX for the movie a week before it dropped in theaters and that if they hadn't been if it hadn't been pushed from the first time it would have been like crappy and unfinished oh, like the uh I'm not surprised first. to hear that Andy Circus was the one that said that too hmm. <laughs> wow yeah. I mean that just goes to show you that you know sometimes while the name of a director might be exciting just how much studio interference and control that they have over that mm-hmm. kind of well, yeah, I mean, how many times did that freaking release date change? Right. And then, it moved, and then it moved up, though, two weeks. It, it was went, originally like the 15th. It got pushed, pushed again, and then came back right. earlier than it did the original date. Yeah. I think, move. Speaking to CG, I think my favorite part was probably the scene at Ravencroft when they're in the cop car and he's right, right before Shriek shrieks and when he's attacking the uh i think it's a helicopter that whole sequence i think was top-notch cg it looked amazing the, the the whole movie looked really well looked really good 
but that was my favorite sequence. Yeah, they real. That's an like improvement. You could touch. Yeah, that's an improvement off the first one because the the big battle at the end of the first one did not look good, right? Especially on the big screen. This one I didn't. I, I didn't have much problem with it. Like I thought Carnage looked incredible. Mm. I don't necessarily love the look of Venom, honestly. Like I like I the design. I don't I'm like the saying. CGI on Venom. I mm. like the design of it, but it just doesn't look I don't know how to explain it. It doesn't look it like doesn't look Venom-y. It it's looks like just, paint or something. I don't know how to explain it. Mm-hmm. It's it's because it's like a black, gray, white mix. It's not I hate it. I that is my one of my biggest complaints about the way of of Venom is he looks crappy. He always looks crappy. Carnage looked great. Had no complaints with Carnage. Venom again still looks like crap to me. I don't like it. I, yeah, I it's, really it's don't weird. like the way like, Venom Yeah, I, I hope they can improve upon that in the future. And I think if he appears in any non-Venom movies, maybe he'll look a little bit better. Well, yeah, um, watch. Nobody... I swear to God, if they if he gains the white spider symbol, I think that's exactly what's going to happen. That's probably. But and it's how? Just like, yeah. How? And <laughs> shout out to Pardis in the chat. And speaking of Shriek, like, but what? Where did she get her powers from? Why did always why, had them? Uh, did you notice they called it a mutation? That I did notice that, and I was like, "Oh, okay, interesting." Um, but just some random one individual in the whole world, I guess, this has a shriek powers and maybe more in Ravencroft that we didn't find out about. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. They just didn't touch on it. No explanation, just whatsoever. You just have these canary powers, you know. Hey, they got the 90 minute runtime, man. They ain't got time for that. <laughs> right? Yeah. I, I assumed that, and Ravencroft, the name is like the asylum that they were at, right? Mm-hmm. Or the yeah. facility. That Ravencroft is like their Arkham. Right? Okay. So I assumed that there were other people with abilities there. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's what I assumed. Like, yeah. I, that's how I kind of, you know, pictured it. And I guess Cladis was just, he Crazy was just a enough. killer, right? Like, he just, crazy enough like super dangerous people are sent there basically yeah it's basically like their arkham that's a perfect way of of putting it um for sure well we all know where this is headed like this review i mean and that's talking about that mid-credit scene and wow i like people people that saw it before me were texting me did you see that mid-credit scene i'm like no stop talking about it i haven't (laughs) seen it yet um and then i finally went and saw it so i knew why everybody was so excited before we got to that at the very end of the movie when he was basically saying goodbye i thought he was gonna say something to the effect of i have to go back to new york like because he they say in the first one they got kicked out of new york and then that you do you do see a shot of the daily bugle is one of the articles he was reading when he was doing research oh yeah so i thought he was gonna be like i have to go back to new york and then they could very easily because the andrew garfield spider-man is long gone unless they obviously pull him into um uh, the new spider-man they could that he could have been the venom of that universe somehow yeah. and maybe I mean, that's where he gets like the spider thing and because we never saw garfield actually work at the daily bugle we know we never, it existed though yeah yeah yes. and that's a good point because that's important here is the daily bugle 
in Venom's universe is a newspaper, mm-hmm. but in the MCU, it's a internet blog, a internet vlog type thing. Mm-hmm. So that was crazy. And a- anybody watching, I hope you've seen the movie and you've, mm-hmm. you've seen the clip. But basically, and this is crazy because we don't necessarily know what everything means here. Mm-hmm. Venom tells Eddie, "Hey, like uh, us symbiotes, we have like." How many years he says, like the knowledge of like, a thousand universes or something yes, like that. Yeah. Of a thousand universes and so many years. And he's like, Your mind would melt if you if I if you knew about it all. And he's like, Let me just show you a glimpse of it. And as soon as he does that, like the room starts shaking, everything starts changing, and even Venom is like, What the hell's going on? And it so is make- Eddie too. And then we and like uh, those of us who are in the know are like, oh shoot he's like going into another universe or something and he's hotel room's different there's a guy in the bathroom (laughs) and he sees the the news broadcast that we saw in spider-man far from home where peter parker's revealed as being spider-man and eddie's like what are you doing and it seems like venom can take over anytime he wants like Mm -hmm. venom has all the control and really quick do you guys realize how much powerful they made the symbiotes in this movie? Like they can just like enter a computer and access the whole like internet. Yeah. Worldwide, like that, those type of things. that was interesting to me. Cause yeah. I, I, yeah. I didn't know that they could do something. They made like the symbiotes that. very powerful. And basically, uh, so like if Venom wanted to, he could just take over Eddie's body like hundred percent of the time. If it seems like that, uh, and then I don't know why he licks the screen and says this guy, but that's what he did. Um, Gio, you told me, or I think you've said that's the best part of the movie. I think you tweeted that out. So why is that the best part of the movie to you? Because it confirms a theory that you know a lot of us have had for the longest time about where this universe is going and the fact that Sony really wants to build out their Spider-Man universe separate from the MCU it's looking like they're going to tie it into uh, Tom Holland's, maybe his last movie. This is just the theory. It's pure speculation. Uh, I know nothing, Jacob. Okay. Um, (laughs) But it just, it at least told us where this is going. I just wish the movies were a little bit better. So that way I could be more excited about it. I'm dreading Sony getting even a finger into the MCU. I'm dreading it. Well, they've, they've, I mean, they already do though, but they're not going to have any control on anything that happens in like a non venom movie. I don't know. I mean, they have, they get, they get a lot of push though, because they get, all they have to do, I mean, I'm sure there's contract or whatever, but all they have to do is go, we don't like that. Mm-hmm. You can't use Spider-Man for that. And it's just like, uh, do we what? know, did, was Kevin Feige possibly a producer on this movie? I don't think he was. He was they, probably a consultant, but I don't think I saw tied his in name. At the end. Yeah. Okay. I was trying to remember if I saw I'm him. sure they, because basically what they did is, Anything that happened in the first two Venom movies will not affect the MCU it at all. Literally doesn't matter. Yeah. So Kevin Feige didn't have to approve anything in the movie. I think he might have. I bet you he had something to do with the mid credit scene. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, 100%. Because that's MCU. To him. Yeah. And 
Did you guys know like the the color palette change? Did you guys notice oh, yeah. like the color palette well, change? Yeah, it's a different. It's like a different yeah. timeline. It, it looked like a like it looked brighter, cleaner. Like it looked brighter. like the MCU. Mm-hmm. Part of me or, almost kind of like would th- think it's kind of it's a like way out there, but like almost makes me feel like Venom is in Andrew Garfield's world versus Tom Holland's world. I, and look, it's Mm -hmm. nothing against Tom Holland. Okay. His movies are successful, but I feel like Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man would more because Tom Hardy, I mean, that's a huge age difference between Holland and Hardy. Yeah. You're talking about like a middle-aged man and like a a kid Mm -hmm. essentially. Well, I mean, Sean said earlier that you were speculating that, yeah. that that Venom's already in Tom Holland's universe, and that is that in, what you were saying, in, right? In, in Andrew Garfield's, because we never, yeah. Because oh yeah, yeah, in Andrew saw, Garfield's universe. Yeah, yeah, we saw him graduate high school, but we didn't see him. And then all the events of the movie happen in in the second movie. He never went to work as a photographer. Mm-hmm. So I mean, they live on the opposite side of the United States. So, like, what effect does it really have? It's not like, like Spider-Man's going to go to San Francisco to fight this. Dylan, you know, like maybe, yeah. but I, I doubt he would. But, but no, I, I could see that, and then they could they could say that because look what we're seeing is we're seeing villains from each movie go in, and you could say, hey, that Venom's from because obviously it's not going to be from the to, uh, the Tobey Maguire universe, Mm-mm. right? No. That was obviously a different one. <laughs> and you guys know when when Venom was said, I want to show you something. I thought he was going to show like images of the spider-man 3 like because if they're all symbiotes and they have this knowledge from 100 million universes or whatever right wouldn't some symbiote in some universe experience that fight against you know spider-man with sandman and all that and i thought he was going to show that (laughs) and he's like here's what another version of me experienced but then obviously that's not what we got but i mean we could see stuff like that going forward um so what do you guys like what do you guys think like Venom's going to appear next? When do you, is he going to appear in no way home? Is he going to appear? Are we going to see this in Venom three? Like, when are we going to see this come to fruition? We have a lot going on in no way home, but I think we have confirmation or heavy rumors that Aaron Taylor Johnson is Craven, right? Yeah. Yeah. But was that for a show or his own movie? I thought it was for a solo movie. It's, movie, it's for his right? own movie. They, they they have a director. So okay. So I, I I would imagine that we would see Venom as a post credit or mid credit scene in No Way Home. And then that sets them up on a collision course to possibly also get Craven involved after his movie drops and then somehow bring around a sinister sinister six between it all. I mean, it all comes down to how much is Feige going to let the influence of Spider-Man in that universe into the MCU? Mm -hmm. Because if he doesn't want Venom touching his, like, multiverse of madness, all of, like, that stuff, then he's not going to have him in No Way Home. Because then there's no point. Mm -hmm. But if he wants... If this is something where we're going to see Venom cross over, I have a feeling this is just going to be kind of like a way that they could like put Spider-Man into theirs after this one, after No Way Home. 
Yeah, some people have speculated that we won't even see Venom until Venom 3 and that Spider-Man, that Tom Holland will be in Venom 3. Some people have speculated that. It probably. And, I mean, I mean that'd be I a long time. I think Tom Holland's going to be have like and I hate how this sounds. Like some stupid type of thing where he can jump in between universes. Mm-hmm. And and he might go to Venom's one where all of Sony's stories are happening and then jump into the MCU one where all of these other stories are happening. Like, I mean, I have a feeling that's what that black and gold suit we've seen in No Way Home is going to be able to do. Who the hell gives him that suit, though? <laughs> like Doctor Strange. Or a piece of Venom somehow. A piece of a symbiote. You know, um, the movie... The, tra- the trailer's early. They could still be doing effects on it. You know, well, I mean, but he is running around with just the suit. No, ha- no, I'm uh, I, this is honestly a theory. I can, oh, no, I, I'm just, I don't know. Uh, I, I can see a world where Venom makes an appearance, maybe has a little fight of some kind, or somehow at the end of, um, at the end of the wrap up of the multiverse of madness type, you know, whatever story is going to be happening he gets sent back to his own universe so he can have Venom 3, mm-hmm. but a piece of the symbiote gets left behind. That would make sense. Attaches to our Tom Holland Spider-Man, and then some. And then he gets his own Eddie Brock or Flash Thompson. I think he was a he was a Venom mm-hmm. in, in the comics as well. So they could go that route. I agree with you, RD. He's not... Venom's not going to be in the MCU. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man is going to go into well Sony. As far as we know, he he went into the yes, sacred timeline. Through I a guess. post-credit scene. Uh-huh. He's not yeah, going so to jump in the MCU right now. Yes, wouldn't, they wouldn't. It, but he's not going to be interacting you mean, with you mean you don't think he's gonna appear or, in the MCU movie. There's no. no way they would tease that though, and that big of a thing without paying it off somehow. It may be minor, but mm. not. Not he's not gonna maybe have his own movie, but he'll be a character in it. I don't think you're gonna see him running around with Doctor Strange or anyone like that. I don't I think if anything, Spider-Man's going to go to him. So I was wondering when we saw the post-credit scene, uh, and I'm thinking, okay, why does Venom see this and take a huge interest in it? Because the comic book history and animation history whatever we know venom hates spider-man right he he doesn't like him and he has it out for him so i'm i was trying to think about in my head why would they have a conflict and i'm thinking so what do they do in the venom movie the whole time it's like eddie's trying to hold venom back from just killing any random person right he's trying to he's trying to basically help venom do good like not just kill innocent people right and venom's like i'm a i'm a beast i have to eat and so basically what they can come to agreement on is that like, okay, we can kill like guys like Cletus Cassidy. We can kill villains, bad guys. The news clip that Venom sees on the screen is of this guy, Peter Parker killed Mysterio. And mm. so the first well, he doesn't time even see him, he just sees him Spider-Man in the suit, right? Yeah. But uh, it's the news it's, broadcast it's, of he has his, he has his oh, own mask yeah. off. Yeah. J Jonah Jameson saying that Spider-Man's a menace. He's, he killed Mysterio. So Venom's first exposure to Spider-Man is as a killer, as, as a, a villain. Mm-hmm. So not we know that's not true, 
But now what if Venom's like, why can't we go after this guy? Look, he's a killer. And then right. he goes after him and that's how they fight. That's how I thought of it in my head. Does that make Pretty sense? Good. Yeah. That's not I didn't yeah. I didn't put that together, but that could Because totally why sense. else would they go after him? You know? I would have said just fan service. Like you already <laughs> no, know. No, that's a good point. But there they, has to be some narrative they, to they it. They didn't right? explain anything in the Venom movie anyway. So <laughs> why, hey, why like do these said, characters Sean, have that? Okay? I know, right? I, I don't I don't not like your theory. I just like mine more because I came up with <laughs> it. But I really think they might tie in like, oh, Andrew Garfield was my uh my Spider-Man, my thanks. Appreciate that. I got delivered food. Um, because uh, it, it's twofold, right? It, if And I didn't read all the comics, so I'm only going off of my knowledge from the cartoon and the movies. Yeah. Uh, Eddie hates uh, Peter Parker. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the Venom symbiote hates Spider-Man because he got rid of him. You know, he didn't mm-hmm. stick around with the black suit Venom mm. uh, or symbiote Spider-Man. So it's twofold, and they come together to fight him. And then they're that anti-hero thing. So maybe Eddie Brock, the reason he left New York in the first place is because he got shunned or embarrassed or something by this new hotshot photographer, Peter Parker, Andrew Garfield's Peter Parker. You know what? uh, 2014. So seven years ago when the movie came out. So that's plenty of time for him to Mm -hmm. develop from from 14 to 18 when the first movie came out, when he, he he had just come to, you know, San Francisco. They could tie all that together somehow. Well, it could be all of that. And then he sees the Spider-Man of this universe who killed some random guy, Mysterio. Mm -hmm. And he's like, oh, look, this Spider-Man's bad, too. Let's go get him. So it could be it could be both. Uh, Gio, you said, do we want to hear a theory? Is it like something that you know for sure or just something you thought of yourself? I mean, I don't know anything for sure. You know, like it's it's all rumors. Is it a rumor going around? Yeah, it's a rumor. It was regarding the suit that you talked about, but no, go ahead. I mean, it's, no, 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 that's fine. It's, if it's, it's not fine, hard I mean. facts, then it's all speculation. <laughs> well, no, I was gonna say that Doctor Strange is the one who gives him that suit because oh yeah, we see in the trailer an explosion at the Sanctum, and the theory is Doctor Strange is heavily wounded and gives peter a suit and says go clean up your mess and send them back to their universe so i mean that's kind of the theory regarding that but what Mm -hmm. i was going to say before that was remember they only have two movies left with tom holland uh, marvel and while it would be cool for them to re-up the contract sony really wants their own universe so Somehow within these next two movies, No Way Home, which like Sean said, it's 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 packed. That they have a lot of stuff. I mean, he's talking about three Spider-Man, six villains, the whole, you know, Peter Parker getting exposed. There's a lot already happening. Um it makes me think like will Tom Holland's final movie in the MCU before he goes back home to Sony be multiverse of madness? And how packed is that movie already getting with all the theories? So so are uh, you including Spider-Man No Way Home as one of those two? Yes. And okay. was he rumored and or confirmed to be in uh, Multiverse Madness, though? That no, but I that's, that. that's the theory because 
you know, it's believed that No Way Home and Multiverse of Madness, like a part one, part two type like situation, tied together. Right. It would make, make sense, sense for him to be in it. I mean, at least in some capacity. Right. I I'm I still can... confused about like <laughs> what actually starts the Multiverse of Madness. I'm guessing it's what happens in Spider-Man No Way Home. I, I think it's all. It's everything. It's everything from yeah. Loki to Wanda what? to WandaVision. Uh, to uh, Doctor yeah. Strange, it's, it's and a little even, bit of everything. And what if? Yeah, and what if as well? Yeah, we got the Watcher. Mm-hmm. Um, I I really think we're gonna see Venom in the close and or post credit scene of uh, No Way Home, mm-hmm. me- meeting face to face somehow, some sort of interaction, which will lead to their own Sinister Six movie, which will end up being like Venom will be one of the six, and then end up realizing he's on the wrong side and fight along to defeat the other five. And then that could also uh, correspond back with leaving his, this universe, this MCU universe and going back to Sony. And that could be the final movie is their own sinister six boom back to Sony. And then exactly what you're saying. Yeah, that's, that's definitely possible. I, I always wondered how, if they ever do end this agreement, like how they would, do an out you know well the multiverse kind of yeah yeah but it just i can't imagine like tom holland just gets stuck in the venom universe and like does he lose aunt may forever like what Mm -hmm. yeah does he lose everything that he ever knew like his friends do all his friends go with him like or does that character just he's stuck there alone now they might do a trade-off too like hey you can have uh you know peter parker the figurehead back to Sony, give us Miles Morales and we'll build our own Spider-Man from scratch type of thing. Yeah, I could, I could see that. I mean, they've hinted towards him existing or, uh, or Ben Parker existing in that world. I mean, or, uh, or a female, one of these, the female mm-hmm. characters in Spider-Man the Spider-Man universe Spider-Man. too. Are they still do is a, uh, um, Olivia Wilde still doing the spider woman? Is, is that what Supposedly. she was doing? Or is it, uh, we, ha- we haven't Brett? heard that it's, canceled yeah um i mean sony's notorious they've got 97 different yeah. things i'm i'm ready. waiting for the 21 jump street m and back and men in black oh my still. goodness i still can't <laughs> believe that <laughs> yeah there yeah it was supposed to be a black and black and silver or something like that so oh silver yeah and silver, and black. Black. Yeah. silver and black yeah it's interesting that sean you said sinister six movies sony i mean this is a rumor, but Sony very much has plans to do their own Sinister Six by reintroducing villains. Sure. Marvel is just kind of beating them to it by saying, hey, we're just going to bring back the OGs because the current storyline, you know, makes it all possible and, you know, sense from a logical standpoint. You know, you have the multiverse. Why not give Kevin Feige the access to pick whatever characters from past Marvel non-MCU movies and do his own thing. So, yeah. Yeah, no, that could make sense. I think we can all agree it should be in Kevin Feige's hands. Oh, of course. Whatever it ends up being. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Before Venom, Let There Be Carnage... I was actually like, okay, Sony could actually go places with 
characters like Venom and Carnage, you know, mm-hmm. he could they could do because they're not under the Disney family friendly band, you know, like parent company. They could go places. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe Marvel does that with Deadpool 3 remains to be seen. But that's that's, that's that was the beauty of having the MCU, Sony and then Fox was that yeah. you had Marvel kind of do its own thing. But then like you could do a Logan. You could originally it was going to be an R-rated Venom. That's what Tom Hardy signed up for before Sony changed it last minute. Mm-hmm. But it's just you know it's just it's everybody wants the MC, MCU money. They want the long term returns on investment and all that. And it's just I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah. This is a good artist. point about I morbius completely forgot about morbius yeah which we don't know if he's gonna play a big role or not but it could we could sit here and speculate what they're gonna do for days and we'll never know just the way sony's operating yeah so yeah. hey give sony some credit they, they were doing i i liked what they were doing with the amazing spider-man universe and the oscorp and you know getting dane DeHaan to play goblin it was just executed poorly but mm. I, I, I like what they were setting up. You know, that's part of the reason why I'm so excited for No Way Home is because you get Andrew Garfield back and, you know, the character gets some Hopefully. closure, but also a, a second chance. They're going to kill him. Who? No, I don't think any of them one. are going to die. If, if anything, they'd kill Toby. I think one of them will sacrifice themselves. I think the old man Peter. They're gonna kill Andrew Garfield so that way he can exist in Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man world. Oh, the so Tom Holland oh, can have Tom Holland take over because Gwen Stacy's already dead, and they don't have an MJ. They never introduced an MJ. Well, they were supposed to. It's supposed to be Shailene Woodley, but they cut her out oh, of the right. cut her out of the yeah. movie. Um, well, they yeah, cut I mean, Tom Holland out of the first Venom uh, movie. Did they? Out. That was confirmed, I believe. He he filmed a scene that I, think I remember about. hearing about that. Uh, John Schnepp yeah. broke that on Collider. Oh, okay. Wait, who did uh, what? Tom Holland filmed a scene for the first Venom movie. They just didn't. They never end up going with those plans. I think I remember yeah. hearing about that when it, at the time when it was like when Venom hadn't come out yet. Yeah, and and we were hearing about it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, awesome. Well. Again, we could talk all night about this, but I just want to get your guys' final thoughts on... uh, I mean, we already talked about the movie. (laughs) We either barely liked it or hated it. (laughs) That's how we feel about Venom, Let There Be Carnage overall. But I'm just so torn. Like, I, If I had to put money on it, I don't know if I would say whether or not Venom is going to appear in an MCU movie because it seems like that's what they're setting up. And I think what you're saying makes sense, Brian, that Kevin Feige probably doesn't want it anywhere near it, but... I don't think they would have done that post credit scene if if he wasn't. And there's also barely any room in No Way Home, so it's going to be tough. But if I had to put money on it, I would lean that, yes, we're going to see Venom in an MCU film somehow, some way. Mm-hmm. What do you Agreed. think, Gio? Yeah. I mean, yeah, at least one appearance. Um, and maybe that was part of the deal when, you know... Uh, because oh, 100%. A hundred percent. They Sony put mm-hmm. that Venom gets that to be sense. some part yeah. of it. A hundred percent. If I'm not mistaken, 
Marvel and Sony, they're on a second contract. The first mm-hmm. one was mm-hmm. an appearance in Civil War, a solo movie, or I think it was like a three picture or something was, like that. It was five. The first one was five. First one was, was five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. He's oh, because it was two movies. solo movies. And then it was three Civil War, Infinity War, and Endgame, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense because that no, was a yeah. whole story arc. Yeah. yeah. No Way Home and one more. So. Yeah. And I think the whole thing after Far From Home, they re-upped it prior to the movie coming out. When all that drama was happening mm-hmm. and and like I think there was I think we I think uh, there was a report came out that Tom Holland called like uh Yeah, bought, he, uh, he helped facilitate he, Yeah, he called him drunk or something. <laughs> like there was a whole news story about it. Mm-hmm. That he like baked him like I yeah. love being in the MCU. <laughs> yeah. No, that may. Hey, if I was Tom Holland, I would I would do the same thing. <laughs> Use your power, bro. <laughs> yeah. No. Exactly. Um, well, there's definitely a lot more to come. Uh, any like we can learn new information every day. So so we'll we'll find out sooner or later what's all going on here with uh, one little quick Stonyverse MCU all that. One little quick fun fact: um, the cop detective guy oh, is. God. Becomes a symbiote is a symbiote symbiote. In, oh, I uh, was wondering about that yeah. guy. So what was that at the end when they yeah. he, he was like monsters and his eyes lit up? His name's Toxin. He's in there the Let There Be Carnage, uh, or not the Let There Be Carnage Maximum Carnage storyline in the comics. Hmm. I had no idea what it's that another, was. It's uh, just another symbiote. symbiote. Dwayne, Dwayne Burke commented that on one of, uh, another stream we were doing with the, on another channel. And that's same thing. That's exactly what he said. I guess he has like a split personality disorder. Sometimes he's good, yeah. bad, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Just I had no idea. I'm wondering if any of that even matters. Like, is Venom just going to go back to his world and it's just picks up where it left off? Like, <laughs> Who knows? We'll never know. Yeah, right. we'll never know until it happens. Well, yeah. Well, that'll do it for our spoiler discussion of Venom. Let there be carnage. Thank you, everybody, for joining us, um, watching, and leaving your thoughts in the comment section. We truly appreciate it. Before we get out of here, I'll let everybody say bye and where you can find them online. I'll start with you, Gio. Uh, yeah, of course, you guys can find me on here every Tuesday for Apocaflix now. Um, I also partake in Marvel Rewind and Fandalorian Club when that returns. <laughs> and uh, Fandom United, my channel where we talk everything Marvel and DC. That graphic is outdated. It's now Fridays. But uh, yes, come join me and uh, quite a bit of uh, DC fandom previewing to do and uh some exciting news on the uh snyder cut front i gotta bring it up at least once every <laughs> now episode so uh yeah even years from now Joe will be like remember the snyder cut mm-hmm. yeah I remember when you said it didn't right. exist it was a pipe dream yeah i'm um, waiting to get it on black friday that's not a bad idea uh brian avalicino uh yeah. what else you got going on man uh, when I'm not doing Apocalypse stuff, I am on a certain point of view with Jake. Uh, if you're into the Schmodown and all that movie trivia nonsense, uh, you can find me and Jake over there. I'll thank you, Jim. Awesome so, yeah. mug. Yeah. I, have a white, Sean... I, I have a whiteboard. I'm ready for trivia. Oh, yeah. nice. Hey, we play trivia sometimes here, too, just for fun. So you should join us sometime. Uh, Sean Wingblade, thank you for joining us, man. We really appreciate it. Uh, where can the good people find you online, man? 
so many places, so <laughs> little time. Uh, I got a wife and kids. Uh, no, uh, online <laughs> at Sean Wingblade. I put it in the live chat just so you spell Sean correctly, like Sean Connery, S-E-A-N. Uh, watching with Wingblade uh, alliteration on Twitch. And I am uh, merging in a bit to uh, essentially join Jesse Swift channel, which is Flickin' Real. Uh, the letter N right there in the middle. We're doing a lot of stuff together. So we're kind of merging our stuff together, doing shows together. Uh, we have a show every, we have like a hangout show Sunday nights, 11 PM. Everyone's invited. Come hang out. Awesome. We'll send you the stream yards, you know, grab what you want to drink and come hang out or don't, you know, you got to work in the morning, whatever the case is. <laughs> and then you can find me, uh, hopefully at least one more time. Uh, if you like the Schmodown, once again, on the movie trivia Schmodown's Twitch channel, in part of the first class league and i'm hoping to get one more match before the end of the year there's a few weeks left and uh we'll see how i do i won my last two matches so trying to end the year on a bang good job man yeah awesome good luck (laughs) um all right you can find me on twitter at jacob barley 824 if you play fantasy football or a fan of the nfl i have another youtube channel called first round fantasy where we talk about fantasy football and who you should start and sit each week and players to adding stuff we're doing an episode tomorrow at 9 a.m so come and join us and also don't forget keith and i we're doing our you can find our spoiler review for apocalypse on the youtube channel tomorrow morning you can also come join us tomorrow night on bartley and barnes and listen to our full live spoiler discussion of the many saints of newark Come check us out. Come talk about the movie with us. We're going to get in-depth on what it all means for The Sopranos and if we could possibly be seeing a series or movie again in the future. Um, that's going to do it for Owen Four in fantasy, sir. <laughs> Owen Four. And I Look, blame we, you guys. We say second-round advice. that you know you come, We're amateurs. That's what you come to us for. Um, <laughs> but, yes, thank you for watching Apocalypse Now. We appreciate it. You can find us here every Tuesday. Yes, Sean. Brian, are you watching the game? Oh, update I on the for one second. Red no. Sox game. They win. Yay! Spoiler alert. <laughs> Whatever. Was that the wild card game <laughs> to get in, right? Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. I've said to my friends, obviously I want them to win the World Series, but if they just knock out the Yankees, I'll be happy. <laughs> Vindication. Uh, hey, let's Yankees go. Giants, Red here. Sox. Let's go. Damn. Yes. <laughs> let's do it. We'll do a watch party. That, that, that would be crazy. Um, <laughs> yes, every Tuesday at 7 p.m., uh, you can find Apocalypse Now. We're going to do a review of the season finale of uh, What If, the Marvel show on Disney+. Plus. That'll be out later this week. Come check us out, and we'll see you guys then. Bye-bye. Bye.